I got a visit scheduled with someone worth several hundred million dollars. And I was meeting with him in his office in this high rise, this really nice old office. And and I asked him, I was like, why in the world did you agree to visit with me? And he said, well, you know, I don't, I don't really know, Kevin. He said, I get between 25 and 50 people reaching out to me every day to either meet with me or ask me for money. And so, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, decided to, to meet with you. Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. In this week's episode, you're stuck with just me. We don't have a guest for this week and I hope that is okay with you. This story involves one of my favorite people I have met through my time in major gifts. Through this story, you'll realize the importance of taking suggestions from your benefactors, why you should never pretend to know the answer to something when you do not know the answer, and what it looks like for someone to increase giving over time. I hope you enjoy this episode. So like I've said before, anytime I tell a story about one of our benefactors, I make up the name of the person so as to not uh, reveal anything about our benefactors giving or identity or anything like that. Uh, so in, in this episode, I'm going to tell you about uh, one of the f- one of my favorite people I've met through my time at Heroic Media. And this is someone who was a referral. And I was introduced to this person. They had had a conversation with their friend and said that I would be reaching out to them to schedule a visit regarding Heroic Media. So I did that got the visit scheduled, and I knew beforehand that this guy uh, was extremely successful, made several million dollars a year, and uh, it was one of the first people of that sort of financial capacity uh, I had ever met with, and so I was really curious to see how it would go, and I was nervous. I was right, j- had just graduated from UD right out of college and still had no idea what I was doing. But one of the things my friend who made this referral told me is, look, this guy is really smart. And so he's going to ask you some good questions. And one of the best pieces of advice he gave me was, if he asks you a question and you don't know the answer, uh, be honest with him and just tell him, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out and I'll let you know. And that proved to be extremely helpful advice. I'll go into that more later. But anyway, I'm really excited to beat this guy. We were meeting at a La Madeline in North Dallas. And I got there super early. We were meeting there for breakfast. So I probably got there about 30 minutes early because I never want to be late to a visit. And while I'm waiting, I'm sitting there and I'm doing some stuff on my iPad. And there, there are these two women at one of the tables near me. And they're having some sort of early morning business meeting. And, uh, after they leave, one of them comes up to me, and it turns out they were in the custom clothing business. And so we exchanged cards, and essentially she wanted to see if I wanted to purchase some of their uh, expensive custom clothing, which obviously did not happen. Uh, and But the, the thing that's really funny about it is because I had been sitting here for you know 30 minutes just waiting for this guy and getting some stuff done. And so I had exchanged cards with this this woman, and she leaves, and the guy 
who holds the door open for her is, I'm going to call this guy uh, Tom. And so Tom, the guy I'm meeting with, who makes millions of dollars a year, holds the door open for these two women and they leave and never have a conversation with him. And so I just thought that was funny. They uh, they had no idea that the guy that they <laughs> were speaking to was the one that made slightly above minimum wage and the person they ignored was the one that could uh, give them the sale of a career. So... Um, I just thought that was a funny little tidbit, the things you remember about visits. But anyway, Tom comes in, and we sit down. He's immediately just very friendly, very warm. We have a great conversation, and he asked me so many questions that I had never considered before. I had no idea what the answers were, and so I just told him over and over <laughs> for most of his questions. You know what? I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out. So I wrote down in my notebook every question that he had and it was close to 15 questions and I took those back to uh, one of my colleagues at Heroic Media and he answered all of them for me some of them were things that we had never thought before and answering them dramatically changed the shape of Heroic Media's future okay so I just pulled up all of the questions I wrote down that this guy asked me um, so we, one was how exactly is the live save number determined? So figuring out exactly how we determined our metrics. And then one of his best questions, well, this wasn't a question. He just told us, he said, we need a funnel model with costs attached. So being able to show, you know, it cost this much for one click to be received. And then how much does it cost, uh, for each phone call that's made to the pregnancy help center and then getting that down to essentially how much does it cost to save a life from abortion and so he uh, thought of that and because of that we were able to start doing that for our benefactors and because of it it increased their giving dramatically you know i can think of one benefactor in particular and this is probably a, a whole episode in itself at some point but uh, they had given a $20,000 gift and it was either 20,000 or 25,000 and we generated an impact report for them showing them how we spent their money and what the results were and when I shared that with them it then led them to giving a $100,000 gift and so that question right there that suggestion that Tom had made directly led to that example of someone going from that level gift up to 100,000 and there are many other stories like that, but just a tremendous, tremendous point that helped us to show impact and create a lot of value for our benefactors. Yeah, I won't bore you with all of the details of the questions, but he had 15, 16 questions, and all of them were incredible uh, and helped us a lot, helped me a great deal personally in understanding exactly uh, the detail of what we do at Heroic Media and allowed me to have much more intelligent conversations in the future. But one of my favorite things about this is a couple things. One, all of those questions, he did not in any way think I was dumb or anything like that for, for 16 questions saying, you know what, I don't know the answer to that. Let me find out. And so I wrote them all down, and then I got the answers, and it was a perfect reason to schedule a follow-up visit. The other thing is, Part of me felt like, man, is this, uh, I'm wondering if he's got all these questions. I wonder if that means he wouldn't give us a gift right now until I can get him these answers. And 
uh, even back then, I just thought, well, why don't I just ask him? Why don't I just ask him? And so I asked him, hey, Tom, uh, I know you've got a lot of questions and you'd like to know more about what we're doing, but I know, generally speaking, you love the idea of heroic media. Is any of this stuff, uh, would that prevent you from deciding to make a gift before I was able to find all those answers for you? And he said, well, no. I mean, I'm, I know this, this is working at some level and I'm excited about it. And so I asked him if he would consider a $25,000 gift to heroic media and he wound up giving a $10,000 gift, first-time gift. But uh, a couple other things I noticed during that visit. We wound up spending close to three hours together, which just amazed me. This is a guy who runs, uh, well, I'll just say he's very busy. And he was he was literally canceling meetings when we were together so we could spend more time together. And I just I just couldn't believe that, that someone of his level of wealth, his level of responsibility was spending so much time with me. And that really uh, had a huge impact on me, just caused me to really love this guy just from the, the get-go. And, and that left a huge impression on me. Another thing I noticed, and onto that point of him just, you know, canceling meetings, it's one of the things I've realized in this line of work is just how blessed we are to do something so meaningful and so much fun. I mean, being able to spend that amount of time with someone and just have a great time and learn so much uh, from people who are extremely generous, extremely loving and caring and successful in various uh, parts of life is is a real blessing. So this is kind of a random detail, but it was interesting. Uh, I noticed when this guy when this guy showed up, well, I didn't notice until we left because we left at the same time and he drove a car with a personalized license plate and I noted what, what it said on that license plate. And then not too long after that, it was my birthday and I my parents had come into town. Uh, I think they were here for my birthday, but maybe it coincided with some other reason. And we went to a restaurant in Irving, uh, Via Real, some of you may know it. And when we were there, we, we had dinner, we finished up and we were leaving. And as we're exiting, uh, we walk out the front doors and there's a section where they, they park all the nice cars right by the front at the, the valet. And I notice his unique car with that personalized license plate. And I was like, oh man, T- Tom's here. I just met him uh, not too long ago. So I go back in and I see him there with his family and I go up and say hi and I get to meet him, get to meet his wife, got to meet one of his daughters. And it was just so neat being able to, just a totally random thing that if I wouldn't have met him a few weeks before, never would have known what his, what kind of vehicle he drove, uh, would have walked past him and maybe we never would have crossed paths. And uh, and I just thought that was a an interesting coincidence, how you start seeing people once you, once you meet them and know who they are. And since then, he and his wife have given over $100,000 to Heroic Media and had tremendous impact, uh, both through their giving, but also through their advice and other ways they've helped out. And so this is the, this is one of the reasons to say, you know, it, it's called one visit away because you are just one visit away from a transformational experience for your organization and your benefactors. And if, and if I wouldn't have gotten this referral, if I never would have gone to see this guy, we w- who knows how long it would have been or if we ever would have started showing impact reports, being able to show people this is how your money was spent. 
This is it. This is what it resulted with, and we can show you exactly how much it cost to save a life with your gift. And so it was just such an incredible first visit. Um, had a great relationship with them since then, and and another <laughs> another funny thing. I'll I'll tell you all this story. I was this guy's really busy, so it can be difficult to get on his calendar. And one time I needed to go see him uh, in preparation of an event we were having and I was trying to secure a, a matching gift. And, and so I keep trying to schedule a visit with this guy and it's just not working out. He's just too busy and, and he's not responding to me, which is common. I mean, a lot of times it'll take me five to 10 attempts at reaching out to this guy to get a visit scheduled, even after I've known him and he, w- he speaks very highly of me, likes me, but he's just busy. And so one time I was like, man, I got, I got to see this guy. So I told him after several months of no responses, I told him, look, Tom, I know you're traveling a lot. How about I pick you up the next time you're traveling? Just let me know. I'll pick you up from your house, drive you to the airport. And then the next day, pick you up at the airport and drive you back to your house. And we can, we can talk in the car. And, uh, and another suggestion I made was, or if you don't want to do that, just tell me where you're going. I'll buy the seat right next to you on the plane if it's open and we can, we can talk in the air. And he didn't take me up on either of those offers, but he did sending him that message is what resulted in that visit getting scheduled. And he told me later on, like, I really admire your creativity and persistence. And so uh, stuff like that is I always tell people like get creative when you're reaching out to schedule visits with people. I want everyone to know when I'm going to schedule a visit with them that I am different than every other development officer <laughs> that is reaching out to them. You know, so many people they'll just try once and oh, they didn't respond. I guess they don't care. I want them to know Kevin is never going to give up <laughs> and he's going to think of ways to make this happen. And I compare that to someone uh, who I know who was working at another organization and they told me like, you know, I, I met this guy and, uh, and he knew that um, this friend of mine knew that Tom and I knew each other. And uh, he told me, you know, I got, I got his business card at this event and I, I sent him an email and he still hasn't responded. So I guess, I guess he's just not, not to into what we're doing. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Like this is a guy that's extraordinarily busy that even people that know him well and have known him for years have a very difficult time getting on his calendar. And so, so many development people have this attitude of, well, I tried out once, I I sent him an email and he didn't respond. So he must not care. That is such nonsense. I I just can't believe that anyone even thinks that. Like if you want to schedule a visit with somebody, you have to know, especially if somebody who's busy and has a lot of responsibilities, like expect to have at least 10 attempts to schedule a visit with them. And and that's if you're lucky. I mean, the, <laughs> you're not just going to send somebody one email. Some people I talked to, I mean, one guy in particular, uh, he told me, he was like, <laughs> I'll tell the story another time how I got this visit scheduled, but I got a visit scheduled with someone worth several hundred million dollars, has given away many millions to different organizations. And I was meeting with him in his office in this high rise, this really nice old office. And and I asked him, I was like, why in the world did you agree to visit with me? And he said, well, you know, I don't, I don't really know, Kevin. He said... <laughs> 
I get between 25 and 50 people reaching out to me every day to either meet with me or ask me for money. And so, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, decided to, to meet with you. And so, look, some of these people get 25 people a day reaching out to them. So if you send one communication and they don't respond, that reflects on you much more than it reflects on them. Uh, you have got to take the attitude of this could take years. I mean, some people I've scheduled visits with, it's taken me literally six years to get on their calendar. And so you need to take a much longer term approach. You can't have this attitude of, well, I tried once, I tried twice, I guess they don't care. You've got to always be present. You've got to be sending them text messages, emails, phone calls, getting creative, offer to drive them to the airport. Just do, do things that make them know this person is different than any other development professional that's reached out to me. And so that's one of the main things I would say is, is just get creative, be persistent, don't give up after one or two or five attempts. Okay, so here's another thing I want to focus on. A lot of times, as development professionals, we want to feel like we got the answers, we're prepared, we know everything. We don't want to look stupid in front of a benefactor or a prospect. Well, nothing makes you look worse than lying about something about your organization. So I'm very grateful for my friend for telling me like, hey, if you don't know the answer to something, just tell him, just be honest. Such great advice. If you don't know the answer to something, just tell him. And I know some of you are thinking like, man, Kevin, that's pretty obvious advice. You're really uh, breaking out the, <laughs> the PhD level tips here. But I have seen this so many times when development professionals will be in front of a prospector or benefactor and they get asked a question and they just make up an answer. And it's like, are you kidding me? Why did you just make something up? You just lied to the benefactor so you didn't look stupid. And it's like they're going to find out and then they've lost all trust in you forever. And they're never going to give to your organization. If they can't trust you, of course they're not going to give. And so don't ever make up something. Don't ever lie. If you don't know the answer, just tell them. And they're okay with that. More, And even more so than that, sometimes it's better if you don't know the answer because it gives you a great reason to schedule a follow-up visit. You know, you meet with somebody, you have a great conversation, they ask you a great question, and, and you could just say, wow, no one's ever asked that before. I love that question. I'm going to find out for you. So you leave the visit, you go back, go to your team, find out the answer, and then once you have the answer, you can reach back out and say, hey, I was able to find out the answer to your that great question you posed, and I'd like to schedule a visit with you. How does, this, how does Tuesday at 10 a.m. look for you? Then you get the visit scheduled, you've got another reason to see them, and it's a win-win for everybody. So definitely go out there, be honest with your prospects and your benefactors, and it's okay to not know everything. So another point I want to make, I'm going to give a little bit of commentary on how I, I originally asked this guy for a gift of $25,000. He wound up giving $10,000 as a first-time gift. And his giving has gone up significantly since then. But this is someone who earns a lot of money, has a significant net worth. And a lot of times I think people think, well, man, this person's so wealthy. Uh, I'm going to ask him on the first visit for a $100,000 gift. And, and then we ask him for the gift and they don't give anywhere close to that. Or, you know, we wind up meeting with somebody and their, their first gift is a lot lower than what we might have been hoping for. 
and then we're thinking like, man, they make all this money. They've got such a high net worth. Why? I guess they just don't care that much about what we're doing. That is not usually it. You've got to realize that no matter how much money somebody makes or what their net worth is, they probably have a pretty good idea of what kind of giving they're going to do for that year. So, I mean, if somebody's been giving for 20 years to various organizations, they might have five or 10 organizations that they give to annually. Some of them they've been given to for decades. So for you to just come along in a first time visit, uh, receive a gift of a hundred thousand dollars or something like that, that does happen. Um, sometimes people will give tremendously on a, on a first visit, but you've got to understand that that is not the norm. So that is the story of Tom. There's many other interactions we've had over the years, gifts exchanged, visits had, other people from our organization involved. But those are some of the highlights I think will help you all for today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this solo episode of One Visit Away. Let me know what you think about these solo episodes and if I should continue to do them occasionally. Additionally, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Seriously, all it takes is to go on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. It takes like two minutes, but it helps tremendously in getting the show more visible. If you'd like to stay up to date on the show, you can like One Visit Away on Facebook or follow me, Kevin Fitzpatrick, on LinkedIn. I hope this story has inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're only one visit away from the beginning of a relationship that can result in hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of giving through that person's own philanthropy, as well as what their ideas will inspire in others.